Welcome to episode 299 of I Am Talk, your weekly fix in all things Iron Man. Episode 299, Jombo, nearly 300. Ooh, next week. I am talk brought to you by, oh, proudly brought to you by, oh, God, it's both Bevan James Isles and John, Coach John Newsom. It's early in the morning over here, folks. I've done it two weeks in a row, haven't I? What's happening? I'm, I'm changing, John. Coffeesofhawaii.com. For the world's most amazing coffee. Athlinks.com. For the world's most amazing friends on social networking. And Extreme Endurance. For the world's most amazing lactic buffer. I'm just adding sound effects today, John. You're like crazy. That warm this morning. It's a very nice morning yeah, out Yeah, I've got the juicy on it. I've got my talk Hakona top on underneath. Oh, I'm nice. going to have to whip that out soon. Anyway, uh, that's the only thing you're whipping out. <laughs> back, back. <laughs> I know last week we were playing footsies, John, but I'm not whipping out anything else. Again, this week's show we've got a bit of news. We've got a high five. What's it on? Uh, coffee. You've, you've underdone me, haven't you? Overdone me. Well, that was there was some ass- assistance there was given. Just uh, a guy that I coached did a little bit of a review on some coffee literature, a bit of a study he read. Read, so it was fantastic. Very good. We've got a website of the week, and we've got questions and answers. Is that it? Uh, yep. Wow. I think so. News is going to be big this week. We're going to forget. Uh, it's got gonna... a hot topic of the week. <laughs> got some other gold in there. Oh, it's full of gold, John. Full yeah. of gold. So basically, you didn't, did no peas. I did plenty of peas. There's Uh-oh. nine pages of preparation here, Bevan. Okay, nine pages. Okay, well, here we go. Well, first of all, we're going to start off with news, and it's, it's quite a bit of news this week. And the first piece of news, which is an interesting piece of news in some of the dynamics between WTC and Challenge Foundation, is that the WTC have bought. USM, which is a race organiser in Australia. And they uh, run... Is it official now? Yes. It is it official is. now. Yes. Because we, we got we, some word on it last week. We, 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 didn't, we, couldn't, and we didn't talk about it because we thought, well... I think we got it a touch late. Did we? We didn't get before the last week's show. No, no, I did. Oh, okay. Yeah, no, you, just, you chose not to forward no, it. No, I would have forwarded No, no, no. You would have no. checked your emails. You're wrong. No. You're wrong. <laughs> um, the Look, CEO, John, and, Andrew Messick, uh, he went over to Geelong because one of the rate the events that USM run is the Geelong Sports Festival, which is like a, it's a double Olympic, it had the Aussie Sprint Champs, it has uh, a variety of events, but USM run some of the really big events in Australia, so Mooloolaba and Noosa are two, they're they're world iconic events, Um, they get thousands of people. When you go to Noosa, they've got the big plaque in the main part of the city, you know, saying Noosa try it. So you you think of the biggest races in the world, you'd put them up there, like when I went to Mooloolaba, Last year, I was just trying to cross the road during the age group race on the run, and there's just like no gap. Oh, really? <laughs> it, was, it was thousands of people do it. So they run those two. Um, they also, I believe, run the World Championship Series race in Sydney. So they also work in with ITU, and I'm sure they do a few other events as well. But the other main event they do now is Challenge Cairns, which is the Cairns, they call it the Cairns Multi Sport Festival, I think. It's got a whole variety of events in there as well as obviously the challenge race. So, yeah, that's where the first... When I heard this announcement, the first thing I thought was, mm, what's going to happen to challenge there? Um, well, if you go to um, firstoffthebike.com, they've got an article with um, Jeff Meyer, who is the CEO of USM, and he was just saying that... It's really interesting. Andrew Messick was... He was saying that Andrew Messick 
kind of isn't really he wants to kind of remove the barrier of a competition between Challenge and WTC and and ITU and ITU and that you know maybe even trying to work with them and you know the, in this article they're joking about maybe having Kona Swartz and Keynes and, and kind of laugh that maybe potentially that could happen but I doubt that's the case but it, it is interesting sports at a very interesting time isn't it wow it's just it's it's totally different way of thinking because it's always been competition competition yep. competition Try as, to kill it everyone. Is, as it is in most walks of life and business um, but yeah the, this approach you're taking is, is really quite different it's going to be interesting so well, I think we should probably try to get Felix on yeah. in the next few episodes because we, we get Andrew on occasionally as well and so and I think we've got Andrew coming up soon hopefully but yep. um, if we can get Felix on just as you know because it'll be interesting talking to the challenge right now because it's you know Andrew's had a big influence on WTC in, in a good direction, you know, like mm. they're doing, they're, it seems like every step they're taking right now is a really great step forward and his attitude of, you know, we don't need to crush the competition, we just want to do a better job ourselves and maybe work with these people who in the past have been our competition you know, it, it, it kind of anything makes their brand, WTC brand stronger and, and mm. so, you know, a couple of years ago we kind of thought, wow, challenge is coming through and, yeah. and it was almost like WTC with their own kind of draconian kind of rules were restricting themselves but that's totally changed now so well if anything if we could have standardization of just rules across all long distance events and if we can have some sort of um i don't know just uh, like an iaaf how we say you know you've got to have a flipping measured accurate course yeah um i don't know if there can be some international sort of body set up it would be um brilliant i mean i suppose itu's already set up as the international body but um, yes, yeah, interesting paths ahead. In, the, in this article on first off the bike, they said, you know, no problem with uh, carrying on running the, the the ITU event in in Sydney, which is which is an annual event. And I think what they also really stated in there was that they're going to use USM's skills and knowledge in the Asia yeah. Pacific region for putting on events. And so at the weekend, we had an email from um, Sri Lanka. From uh, Matt, the peaceful try ninja Tench. Nice. He, he was over at the Shalanga seventy point three, and he said, "You know, it, it was first year event, and it wasn't done as well as it could have been. Uh, and just things like dealing with Asian authorities, making sure you have the the right permits and all that sort of stuff. You're trying to do that outside of America. It's a different set of rules, and these guys have got that experience. So I think it looks like they're really going to use them to expand into. Obviously, they've just bought events in Australia, but then expand and make their Asian events a lot stronger and they also talked about in that article was resurrecting some of these Ironmans in Asia that have disappeared you know, China, Malaysia um, Korea, Japan all these ones that have disappeared, they're going to use this company that's got the experience to do Yeah that. and that's what Jeff was saying in his article he was saying that you know really WTC have kind of failed in Asia you know, and mm. you know, I think we can all agree to that, that you know, other than like 70.3 in Singapore and stuff like that the iron distance races haven't really taken off and you know obviously there's a lot of logistics around that and he was saying that you know it's kind of harder to coordinate things from Florida mm. whereas you know being in Australia being in that kind of Asia Pacific region that they'll obviously be able to get some good relationships and so hopefully for Asia that means that they'll have to you know take that next step forward and actually take Iron Man into that part of the world and you know because you think it's, it's an emerging market and oh, yeah. you know so it's, uh, it's going to be pretty interesting the other thing that they we did talk about in the article was that they will be looking at maybe taking I think it was Noosa into a 5150 oh yeah no doubt they'll do that yeah, and, so. and Malulaba well the, the challenge you have with Malulaba is it's, it's ITU isn't it's, it it's ITU it's a, it's a World Cup event so I'm not quite sure what they'll, they'll do there but uh, yeah, Noosa, I'm sure they were because Noosa is a non-drafting event as well for the elites. So that'll just be a straight now, transition. And Andrew Messick is seeming to try to open doors, trying to make it better for everyone in the sport, and, and which is really good. 
Are we getting any feedback on what the ITU are thinking about this kind of relationship? Is it open? Is it? We can get onto that next week, Bevan. Oh, really? What yes. is that? Well, because uh, our next, <laughs> next, next two legends of uh, triathlon podcasts, we're having uh, Greg Welsh on yeah, one, and we're also this today. having uh, Lauren Barnett from ITU, who's the Secretary General of ITU, so we'll put that question to her. Oh, but that's like, they'll be like two months away. Well, we can maybe break a little bit. <laughs> We're doing the interview next week. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay, then. So uh, that's, that's the first piece of news. And the second piece of news is that WTC have finally introduced how they're going to be doing the new age group ranking system. And they're basically going to use the European season as a bit of a trial run. So uh, in Europe, at any Ironman 70.3, 51.50 series event, you'll be able to accumulate points um, for the overall ranking and it's good that they put a bit of um you know, obviously it's mostly about prestige you know i'm the fifth best um in, yeah. the, in the series whatever but also the athletes ranked number one in their age group in 2012 will receive a free entry into a 2013 ironman so i think that's firstly uh or a, or a 70.3 or a 51.50 event of their choice so i think firstly that's quite a financial incentive you know to go to get a free entry you know that's Whatever, seven hundred, eight hundred bucks. Okay, but can I can I kind of throw a kind of curveball at you then? Yes. How many races we have to do to kind of win? Oh, I've got no idea. Well, that's, but you know what I mean. If you've got to win yeah. twelve races, well, you know, winning three races isn't that much of a buzz. Yeah, but if you win, if you win an entry into next year's event, that saves yeah, but, you seven, eight hundred bucks. Yeah, but if you, you know, like if you have to chase it to oh, win it, yeah. you get know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. God, giving them a hard time. They're trying well, to do. Yeah. They've got the pr- they've got a prize. They haven't, okay, got, the they haven't, got, they haven't got prestige. Yeah. And if you finish second, because also those events are often full as well, Ironman events. If you finish second um, through fifth, John, you're in, in the, the pocket now. In their age group, <laughs> you're in the pocket. Uh, you'll get guaranteed entry into a 2013 Ironman 70.3 or 51.50 again. So you're able to. You don't have to stress so much about entering um, before within two seconds of the event opening. So it's good that they've got a good to go a prize. We'll talk about how the points systems work in a minute we're kind of John's broken it down in, in, in a really clear, kind of clear way well maybe unclear I'm not sure this seems kind of technical but the thing is I find it really interesting is that obviously what they're trying to do is and I look at the computer comparison world like if you look at what Google do and what Apple do like what Apple do is Apple create a, a world of their own and that if you want to, if you want a really good customer experience, you kind of want to buy all Apple products. So you want the iPhone, you want the iPad, you want the Mac. And if you buy that world, you kind of get looked after, and your world's really easy. But then if you have like a Windows kind of computer, and then you have an iPad, and things don't work so well. Mm-hmm. And, and it seems as though what WTC are trying to do is, you know, now they've got these different distances of races. You've got the fifty-one fifties. The seventy point threes and the Ironman, and then some. You know, they'll probably even do some short course racing at some stage. They're obviously trying to make it that if you stay in your little world, you're going to be well looked after and you're going to have this wicked experience. And, you know, they've now got all these races that cater to that world. And this kind of thing is encouraging people to stay within their world to give them ranking points. I'm curious to see, will it be something that really only appeals to the top level person or will it motivate, you know, the middle of the packer to actually keep doing the races that WTC are creating? Well, I think it depends on if... if other events really lift their game you know if if you get a great experience at a challenge race or, or an outlaw in the UK or or a WTC event through through um, Europe then it's you know you get the same experience but if those guys drop the ball and WTC really put on an amazing experience at the 5150s and the 70.3s you sort of know what you're going to get when you go to an Ironman um, 
I think there's definite opportunities. I think there's business business wise, of course, this makes sense. You know, it's going to try to get people to be more loyal. Mm. They're trying to look after their customers better, which they've been fairly notoriously bad at doing with some of their decision making. At the event, we all know you go you, generally you go great, yeah. you, you go yeah. to a WTC event and the experience is great in most circumstances. Um, so I don't see really any. I, I, th- I think it's another positive step I agree it's not going to appeal to everybody I kind of contradict myself like I, I agree I think they're doing this is another good step in the right direction I don't I don't know how it's going to work like it's obvious with the pros because there's the incentive mm. of Kona and you know you, you know it's all important for the pros but necessarily for age groupers you know if you, unless you're someone who you know of your standard you know that might mm. appeal to you because you know and then you could maybe go to sponsors or local area and kind of say this is where I am but then when you look at people if you look at you guys you've coached mm. the first thing they do after a race is go and check out where they got in the race wasn't it you know mm. what I mean we, we like to compare ourselves and, and you know even if you're not that fast if you can beat some guys who have similar area it kind of gives you a bit of a buzz and so if you could see that you're in the top I don't know 15 or the top 30% of Ironmen in the world, that might be a bit of an incentive to do a 50.3 race to lift yourself up a little bit. Well, no, I, you see it in the New Zealand circuit. Um, they have a, they have series, in the past have had series points, and, and yes, there is a small percentage that do go and travel to all those races, and they tend to be, often don't tend to be the top, top guys, but those guys just below that, so maybe... Yeah. Third through tenth, that sort of range. So doing the more races that appeals because yeah. they can get that higher level. And 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 a guy, a few guys that I coach in the states, they have um, a regional series and they want to go and do all those races so they can get a high regional ranking. So yeah, it's not going to appeal to everybody. It'll be interesting to show how they present the results because you know, like I don't know how many people do I'm in a year, but let's say there's probably poor oh, sixty thousand people. Whatever, at yeah. least. Okay, let's just say it's 60,000. You don't really want to see that you're 55,000. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> or even if you're like 30,000, you know, you probably want, they probably want to present it in percentages, you know, like, okay, you're in the top 50% of your age group, and, you know, like, <laughs> just, if you're number one, like, that will be, that's, that would be the really cool side of it is that if you could say you're the number one age group in the world, yeah, that would be pretty cool, wouldn't it? Yeah. And then you've actually got something you can market to sponsors, isn't it? Yeah. So, no, it's, it's looking good. So the way um, – it is a slightly complicated system um, they've come up with for scoring points, but I think they needed to do it that way to try – I think the way they've done it, it seems like it – I think it's going to work out quite fairly. So you've got a couple of different ways you earn points, small points. So these are basically points you just get for doing an event. Turning up. So you get 11 points for an Ironman, you get 7 points for a 70.3, and you get 3 points for a 51.50. Be honest, in the scheme of things, that means, means nothing. Because <laughs> when you get the big points, <laughs> big points. If you uh, win your age group on the uh, on the day, uh, then at, at a seventy point three, uh, any of the distances, you get five thousand points. Okay, so, so really, then if you look at it, it's really rewarding results, not participation. Yeah, definitely. Or does it? What are the bonus points? I haven't looked at it all, so tell me more. Well, the bo- yes, so 5,000 points um, for winning your age group. Is there a second and third, or is it just winner takes well, all? No, no, it comes down. But the good thing that they've done with this, so then it comes to your bonus points. Um, you get, if you comp- compete complete an Ironman, 70.3, 50 on 50, during the qualifying period, you earn, you, and if you, hold on, if you win your age group in a race at each distance, um, during that period, you'll earn an extra thousand bonus points. That's on top of your five thousand. So wait a second. So if you won an Ironman, a seventy point three, and a fifty-one fifty, you then get an extra thousand points. We're confusing ourselves here, aren't we, John? Yes, if, if, I think you're right. So then you end up with sixteen thousand points because you get five thousand for each win plus yeah. an extra thousand. Okay. Yeah. Um, 
Now the big points calculation is basically the, 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 the key one, and that comes down to, so that, that 5,000 points, first place gets 5,000 points, and then wherever you finish after that, oh, the number of points okay. you get is based off your time difference to that fastest athlete. Okay, so if I do a 10-hour Ironman, and then you do a 17-hour Ironman? No, so we'll say you do a 10, I've got the example here. That would be a bad day 10, for you, John. <laughs> if you do 10.05.10, then you would get 4,938 points. So if you're a close second, you're actually... Okay, but wait a second, that's based on the... me. So if I got the 10 hours, you did 10.05. Yeah. I would get... 4,938 points. So oh, okay, the person who got second. If okay, you, yeah. yeah, so the second place. So if you finish a close second, you're going to get quite a lot of points, which this is good because then if you go to a really soft race where you might finish third, but you're miles behind, yep. you're going to get penalised for being further behind. So, so it's than, based on time, not necessarily placing. Yeah, so I yeah, think that's, quite good. Yeah. That, that should work out really well. Um, so if you, if you want to check... So it does actually reward you doing lots of races because you get points based... This is not just to get the three points for turning up. You actually get um, points based on time where you got in the course. Exactly. Okay. If and so then, then it does motivate you to be a faster time, not placing when yes. you're racing. So if you're actually having a bad day, but you're kind of up there in the points, and you're going, oh, I could plot home again, but really, if I can get another half an hour off my time... So it's not encouraging sprint finishes necessarily. So if you sprint someone, you beat them by one second... Oh, you've always got that pride, let's got, be honest. Got you want that one second, but... <laughs> But it does keep you motivated. If you know, if the points are the ranking points are a motivator for you, on those days where you know you're not having a great race, you've still got to pull in a good effort because those extra minutes actually help you accumulate more points. So if you, if Bevan and I, Bevan and I, probably totally confused you. Um, go to ironman.com <laughs> slash ranking, and you can figure out all this. Uh, I'm just curious to see how it pans out. I'm just curious to see if it is a real big driver. Like, you know, obviously, they are trying to make it as an incentive to get people doing more of their races, which, you know what, it's all good. It's their business, and that's their job. So, but I'm just curious to see, is this going to be a driver for the everyday Ironman athlete? Because we, when you look at it, what, 70% of our people are one and dones? Uh, I don't know. That seems kind of high, but whatever. Yeah, yeah. Well, let's say 50%. Yeah. You know? There's a lot of people that Ironman is their race for the season and they may only do one or two other races in that season I suppose WTC want those races to be 50 51.50s and 70.3s so mm. yeah interesting it's going to be fascinating I, I, to see. I would imagine you know if, if you're living in Europe you know you pro- say you're doing an Ironman it might encourage you to do a 51.50 and a, and a half um, yeah. it just depends some people race heaps some people don't race that much well that is the thing with this is that if you race it a lot you're going to get a lot more points and so if I'm mm. if I'm you know you do 10 races you only do 2 well the points are not going to appeal to me mm. because and it's not going to make me want to do more races because I'm going well John's doing 10 and there's no way I can beat him next year you might want to do 7 <laughs> Okay, next year I'm doing 100 just to beat you. Anyway, uh, big news, Greg Bennett. Now, this is interesting. So we go back to what WTC are doing, and they've been trying to get the you know, the, the championship races so that you can enter them all. So if you win this 51.50 or 70.3, and I mean you can enter all of them, free entry. Greg Bennett, legendary uh, triathlete, mm-hmm. never done Ironman. And to be honest, I talked to Melinda about him in the past, and Bennett didn't really see the point in winning Kona. Well, he's turning up and doing Ironman Melbourne. Yeah, because he has got a free entry for Kona, providing he validates. It's interesting uh, he chose Melbourne. Entry. 
Well, I guess he probably chose it. I'm, I'm assuming, A, because he's an Aussie, so he gets to race in Australia. B, it's a championship event, so there's actually a bit, bit of prize He's won a bit of money in his time too, hasn't he? He has. <laughs> um, Don't do and, it too bad. And C, it's uh, at the start of the season, so um, whilst it will have some impact on him, he'll still be able to recover and just carry on with his normal racing season, if that's what he's going to do. Mm. So I think there's a bit of a combined effect there. Yeah, it'll be really interesting to see how he goes, because I, I don't recall him doing much um, half Ironman racing either you know you see some guys that, that do halves and um, Harold's been he's, he's in the he's twilight 40. okay so yep so there's a there's a little clip so there's a little clip sort of floating around at the moment the 40 year old virgin and nice. uh, he is a 40 year old virgin first race but unsure how he's going to go how do you reckon he'll go I think he'll go pretty well yeah, yeah he's he's, a, he's one of those guys he's meticulous in his preparation is for he? events incredibly meticulous a real thinker um, a bit, bit, of a, bit of a macker you know really just always been in, totally in love with the sport and uh, follows everything very very closely he'll, he'll be a stats man as well so we'll, get, we'll either get him on at some stage on the Legends show or um or just for a general interview, but uh, no, I would. It kind of depends how he's preparing for it, whether he's just looking to go out there and compete. But I would say Kona time. This year's I would, Kona could I would be. Put, I would put. I think not be at all surprised to see him do spectacularly well because he's quite strong on the bike as well. Well, this year's Kona could be. You know, we've had some pretty good Konas over the last years. You know, Corey taking the number one spot the last year. Um, Ray Lurt, Mecca the year before. We've had some really great racing in Kona over the last few years. Christie's been dominating the gills, but, you know, really, um, or already the year before, but, you know, on the guy side of things, this year's race could be an amazing race. You've got Lance, you've got Bennett, you know, you've got the guys who have been doing well over the last few years. If Mecca doesn't make the Olympics, does he turn up? Yeah. You know, like, it's it's going to be a great year to be could there. Could be good times. Could be good times. Okay, John. Well, the other thing we're going to talk quickly about is... Uh, I'm not everyone was happy with Lance last week. There's still lots of stuff going around about Lance. It's, well, it's so Resmus Henning, so I'm on Resmus Henning's Facebook page because we're friends, we're tight. Yeah. And uh, and he was just on his page afterwards. He, he was he did the humble thing. So if you, I'm just going to read you through a few of his posts, and I'm sure a lot of you guys have, have seen this. But he just got said, um, first post he had, congrats to Bev Lance and uh, Sir Richie Cunningham for podium finishes and podium um, Panama, they were better than me on the day, so it's all good. Yes, I did get Lance. I should have never underestimated that guy, but I guess I did about his running ability. He ran effing fast, so that was all good. Then he goes, I thought it was common practice to get drug tested for the top three and not just random from the fourth down. That was not the case in Panama. So then, And then, for the record, I was not upset about uh, any race or prize money where the top, it's just where the top three didn't get tested, regardless of who they were. So it seems to be... I haven't read much more into it, but from from the outside looking in, it seems as though something. Well, I think we need, to, we need to get to the bottom of that because yeah. <laughs> that's a pretty big allegation well, to make. But like, it's a big allegation for Rasmus to make. Yeah, you know what I mean. For Rasmus, you know, just chuck that out there. Is so basically what he's saying is the top three didn't get tested, and then it was random testing for everybody else. And now, what I what I would add to that is. I'd be surprised, very surprised, if it is standard practice to test the top three at every single WTC event because things may have changed, but I know when I've talked to guys in the past, Gordo, Bella, people like that, they hardly ever were getting tested. So if if they didn't, the top three didn't get tested, I wouldn't be surprised. But if they didn't test the top three and then they did random testing from fourth down, then that's, uh, that's pretty rank. Yeah, that, is, that would be random, wouldn't so, it? But we, we better get to the bottom of that. Cause well, and, and some people, you, you know, now what happens is so you're hearing things like people saying, oh, well, the, the WTC agreed with Lance. So I heard one thing, WTC had agreed with Lance that 
they wouldn't test him for drug testing if he came into the sport. And that seems pretty far out there. Yeah. <laughs> I think you've got to sometimes have a rational kind of head when you read all this stuff, guys. But, you know, we'll, we'll, hopefully we'll get Andrew on soon yep. and we can actually just go straight to the source and see what the situation is there because, you know what, if that was the case, that's not good for our sport. I don't uh-huh. think it's good to have, you know, a person not being drug tested in our sport. But um, it does seem a bit far-fetched. Yeah, and also Tuobo and Sinbali also sort of put on there, you know, is it good for the, the sport to have somebody... He's never tested positive, but he's got a pretty tainted history, and uh, and there's obviously always been lots of allegations about him doing nasty John, you things. you are sparking a fire so, here, mate. You are sparking a fire. A, a, it's one of those things, though. You, if he had tested positive, a lot, you know, the argument was a lot of the time, if, if he'd been busted, well, he's done so much good with the Live Strong and things like that, is that a little bit bad? Are we going to let him away with it? Sort of yeah, thing. see, to me, arguments. I, I hate that argument because I think that sure you've done good with the thing you've done but what role model are you to a, to the next, you know so basically what you go and take drugs so you can get so you can do good in the world mm. you know what I mean you're like do you do the bad things so you have positive I had a nice struggle with that one mm. anyway uh, the hits had their race last weekend they had the Corpus Christi race happening and it was um, it was the domination talk- of the dojo in the males <laughs> race this is one of the big dominations so we've had some big we have had some big ones in the past and I can't remember if this is a record but this, this would be is, up there wouldn't this it this is right up there yeah. it was, we had uh, Austin Sailor came in at 9.29.19, which is a pretty respectable time. Yep, 37, and sharp. And he won by one hour and 38-ish minutes. He went to McDonald's, he had a massage, <laughs> went sailing, yeah. came back, oh, this is a good place to get away. Welcome in, welcome in. James Lawrence came in second, so there you go. But interestingly, uh, by the looks of this, third place went to Deborah Bataglia. Wait a second. Oh, overall, you mean? Yeah, 11 Yep, yep, yep. She won the women's race. And Susan Hagg was second, and Rosie Meneve was third. What um, what was the story of the whole field? Did they get many? Well, I had a bit of a scan through. Um, They had similar numbers in the full, I don't know, know, 30, something like that, ballpark, and then looked at the the half and the Olympic and the sprint. I don't know, ballpark it. They would have had sort of 400 maybe in the event. So. Joe's going. See you later, Joe. She said, never let get her to speak on the show. Oh. I was like, baby, she's come talking to you. Never speaking on the show. <laughs> so. We also had the, the Sri Lanka 70.3 at the weekend, and old Ferris took that out from Rhodesy, crushed it on the run. Did he? Uh, but Rhodesy, Rhodesy looked like he had a little gap coming off the bike, and then Ferris Rhodesy took, took out Ferris on the bike? Yeah, Rhodesy's riding pretty strong. Well, he must be. Mm. Well, that's good work. Okay, well, we've got Ironman New Zealand coming up in the next couple of weeks. When, what's the date of that? That is, uh, it's like the 4th of March. So basically we'll talk about that next week, and then we've also got Abu Dhabi coming up the week after that It's going to well. be interesting to see at Ironman New Zealand the Marino versus Cameron showdown and Terenzo thrown in there as well for good measure. I think Terenzo is just not going to be... Yeah, he should be there coming off the bike. No reason why he shouldn't be there Yeah, but I just think the injury, mm. you know, Achilles is a big one, and I think he's probably thinking long term. But yeah, I'm going to put my money on Cam. Yeah. Just because... He's a Kiwi. Go the Kiwis. Okay, sponsor. Um, so, for all you little Pommy listeners out there, you guys have got your... Tri- oh, the little Pommy listeners. Little Pommy listeners. Oh, your little Pommy Damn, listeners. wear your black jerseys when you play rugby. It's disgraceful. Um, the 2012 Triathlon Show in London is on the 2nd to 4th of March, and our good buddies from Extreme Endurance are going to be there. So, oh, pop along. Get some free product, please. Yeah, there might have a few travel packs handy. <laughs> uh, pop along to booth A45, and it's under X Endurance, not Extreme Endurance because that's the sort of European. brand they use in, in Europe and go and say hello to the crew and say you listen to the show wear your I Am Talk bike jerseys and uh, just have you ever been to like a conference? 
uh, triathlon one. It's just in general. I've been, I've been to the triathlon show once, and uh, we were over there like 2004. Even back then, it was pretty big. Really? Yeah, yeah, it was massive. Is there lots of free product? Yeah, you go around, it's like Coney, you go around, you get your little free drink samples, yeah. you get your little power bar samples, bar and yeah. Nice. yeah. Just like Kona, brings back those memories. Well, if you're going to that this year, how long has it been going for? Well, I would have gone in 2004, so I've been going a couple of years since then. Maybe it started because they knew you were in the country. in the UK. It's massive, hey? It'd be wicked to be a triathlon tri- um, in the UK, wouldn't it? Well, unless you had to train in London, that wouldn't be so wicked. Yeah, but you get, you get emails from people and they seem to make it work, don't they? Yeah. Well, they, they, yeah. Did you train in London? No. Never. Did you live in London? No. Where'd you live? Probably why I didn't train there. <laughs> I was in Bristol. That wasn't too bad. Where's Bristol? Pools are pretty crappy. It's sort of out the west a little bit. Uh, a westy, eh? We are westy. It's a westy. <laughs> westy so it's all good. So if you want to get your own extreme endurance, uh, go to xendurance.com. Remember to use the code IMTALK. And uh, for you Kiwis and Aussies, you just order through the site these days, they were telling me, and shipping. Some, uh, Robin from over there at Extreme Endurance did say it was about 10 to 15 bucks but the old Philinator said he got some the other day and it was only like um, 7 bucks US or something like that for shipping so, oh sweet so well now John we did get a question through maybe we need to get Sam on next week. oh you're going to talk about that next week yep. okay so if you wrote through a question we've got a couple of questions about Extreme Endurance so yep, yep we'll talk about those next, next week. week yes about timing how close to a race you should use it so just get on just, just get <laughs> don't waste any time now yeah. Make it work. Okay, xendurance.com. Check it out for your lactic buffer, the best supplement in the world. I just made that up, but it's probably true. I am talk. He had a discussion of the week. I am talk. He had a, did you see did We had you remember a our name? Well, congratulations. Well, you know, it's taken a few years. Remember when we used to, have to do press ups? Remember that? We did, yeah. I am, what was it? I am man talk, we used to call ourselves. Yeah. Those are the days. Yeah. Oh, so fond of those days. Happy yeah, event. I'm just thinking, um, are we going to Kona? Well, I said yes, didn't I? Well, no, you didn't. You replied. You replied to. I had a, an email, with two questions in it. And you replied. You said your email system. I understand how it works. You clear them every day. Yep. But then do you come back at the ones you've replied to? Do you then come back and check that you've answered all the questions? No. Once once I've once I've gone past it, it's gone. Right. You're dead to me. So you don't write because okay. I can. I, like, seriously. Yeah. I, I live in a real service world, which is great. Like I, you know, shows and my, my running business, and so you can get like. You know, a lot of emails, lot of emails oh, yeah, yeah, and emails yeah. they need to respond to. I'm like, ding, ding. Cool. Um, so we're going to Kona. We are. Where are we? Yes. You didn't, you didn't reply. That's why I'm asking. Anyway, no, we'll I don't know because the thing is, Joe and I are heading to Sweden or, or to the Europe because yep. I got to do some work over there. So we're going to do a holiday, which is going to rock. And then that's September. Mm. And then I'm going to Kuala Lumpur. In November, and I've got to go up to Auckland for a week in November. So I just don't want to be away so much this year. Yeah, we'll discuss it afterwards. So, but John, the reason I was asking, you know what, if Lance is going to be there, I think it's probably a good year to be there. We've got, we've got to crank up this Blue Seventy um, Aquathon Challenge. Oh well, was, I, I am defending champion. I know. And you, you if you've ever go got my office, you see my trophies up on my wall there. You've got to go defend the title. Yeah, that's right. I don't Def- know why that came up, but anyway, you carry on. Well, discussion of the week. I think because you saw Lance's name. And you, you, oh no, I don't know why. Because you're on our Facebook page. Yes. And you see the photos of you running down with me in front. Yes. And you looking sad in the background, <laughs> miles off the background. I'm not going to balls me. up my transition this time. Uh, you, you, you thought I was just a peasant, didn't yes, you? I did. You, you, you must have mucked around a lot too. I'm covered. <laughs> <laughs> did you see me coming out of the water? You came out right next to me. No, you, you were like... Because I put, I, I put a about, massive gap on you. I know, like you were out of sight. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. 
you know what, John, it wasn't your transition. Your transition was amazing. I'm just super fast. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, discussion of the week. You win $2 million on the lotto, and your partner, maybe if you're single, you just spend it all on triathlon, but you, you, you have to allocate basically $100,000 on anything in triathlon you could be. Now, that could be training, massage, whatever you want, races, events, anything you want. We've got a lot of comments. This was a good one, wasn't it, John? Well, you know, it was fantastic. I do live it on this one. So what, what did we come up with, John? Uh, Alistair Eard was first up. First up, I... So I win the money and she lets me spend 5% of it. <laughs> I see you've met my wife. <laughs> nice. Hopefully she doesn't listen to the show. Damon Brewer's got, uh, does this, has, has this actually happened to someone on I Am Talk? Don't think so. No, no. Um, Righty-ho. Uh, Simon Allen, I would either take my entire triathlon club on the training camp that John is running in Kona or one at Club La Santa in Lanzarote and invite Dave Scott, John and Bevan to coach and advise us. Or the selfish version, I'd put in a pool and a gym in my house with some kind of endless pool motor in it. Good old Travis Henderson's been quite topical. Drug testing for top three in all WTC events. Just saying. You're next. Uh, Okay, sorry. (laughs) (laughs) That's how it works. I go, you go. Uh, Peter Colson buy two eBay slots to Kona then give them to both my mates I've already done Hawaii oh that's nice a pretty Peter. nice thing Zani Morrison good uh, Canterbury champ she goes oh did you win the lotto I wish I did I really wish I did I'd love to win the lotto yes. I don't buy lotto do you buy lotto very infrequently yeah because it's just a waste yeah. of money but yeah. it would, you've got to be in to win John yes Dan, yeah. Dan Cole down payment on a lifetime supply of extreme endurance in coffees of Hawaii Molokai blend at least it'll keep the IM talk f- um, flowing to accompany the training rides. Tony Hodge's got a new bike, new SV, SUV to cart the bike around to events and training, and then book in some destination training camps and fab, fab destinations like Kona and around Europe. Um, some proper t- coaching. Um, Who's how, this? Uh, this is Lee Spore. Um, how many weeks with the coach, John Newsom, would that get me? Uh, that would get you a few weeks of 100 grand. Just <laughs> <laughs> a few. Chucking a new bike and some business class travel to some fancy tri locations. I wonder if I could fit in an endless pool in our spare room. So, so about three weeks? Is that what you judge? Yeah, about, yeah, about, about three. three weeks. I'd bump it up. I'll give you a fourth one complimentary. Nice. Fourth. <laughs> you're, you're, you're a giver, aren't you? Rory as well has got a um, lifetime endowment to the Get Us to Kona Fund for the Iron Talk Boys. Nice. Now, he's, he's, he's my favourite post. Uh, got to have gold standard coverage. Uh, spend the rest on 12 WTC events so he gets his ticket to Kona. Nice. Um, James Botel, uh, he's broken us down. Nice work, giving us some thought. Bike and accessories, 15K. Coach, 12K. Wind tunnel testing and bike fit, 2K. Training locations, lodge um, meals, 25K. Entry fees, 40K. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Travel first class, 5K. I'm to talk donation, 1K. Yeah, there we go. 1K? Yeah, 1%. 1%. 1%. We, we gave you this 100,000. <laughs> yeah. Oh, did we give it to the yeah. Ian Wood, partner of Zania Morrison. Yeah. He's got, uh, she says, buy clothes and shoes to look good at the after parties. Nice. Zlatko Tomasic, uh, opened a tri shop and started a tri club. Help kids get into sports. Ask my partner, what the hell are you going to do with $900,000? Um, good old 1.9 Molly McNamara. Sorry, I'm still stuck in a, your partner as part of the question. She's like nearly the last post. I did not have to ask permission of my partner what to do when I wanted to do it. In any event, I think I just used it to subsidise my normal life and enjoy training and recover well without having to dash off 
from the office to work. We do one last one. Justin Waller, as devil's advocate, what about the not so obvious option? You could begin by taking the best performance enhancing drugs available. Uh-huh. You would then implement a self-imposed two-year ban that um, re- retroactively started in mid-2010. This would allow you to keep juicing for the next several months and the ban would be done before your A race of the year. Just ask Contador. <laughs> <laughs> it's not about the bike. In all honesty, um, Tim Stutzer, I like your plan the best. If you end up with an extra 40k, I would like to go to Kona too, but I'm just saying I can't go any further than that. Okay, Jumbo. Yes. Oh, because you just copy and paste it, don't you? Uh, I just open up the page. Because John I'm, doesn't I'm get the internet at my place. It's bizarre. Well, no, because I've set up my 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 wireless, so no Windows computers can get it. <laughs> <Thank> <laughs> like, you. Windows. Okay, Jumbo. Hundred thousand dollars. You won two million. First of all, Belinda's pretty happy. Yes, isn't she? She's. Well, first, what would you do overall if you won two million? Let's mm, see. Just I wouldn't go. I think I'd go too crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Good, yeah. Pretty good life. New house. Yeah. Look after the family. Look after the family. Still, probably just set myself up, just do a little bit of work each week because you wouldn't, get, wouldn't, get, wouldn't want to get bored. I'd probably yeah. set up a triathlon academy, to be honest. You probably have a gym like Molina's. Yeah, probably not. You know, you know, gym <laughs> no, buddy. No, yeah, no. no. I'd be, I think I would set up a triathlon academy. Oh, really? But so you'd give it? No, I wouldn't give it all. <laughs> I would set up a triathlon. <laughs> I guess wasting. So you've done two million. You've got the house. You helped out the family. Maybe a trip overseas. Then you got hundred thousand to spend on triathlon. You're going to do a triathlon academy. Oh, no, that's not what I'd spend it on. Oh. No, that's not my 100000 That's other money. <laughs> oh, so wait a second. So you do a triathlon academy as a business? Yeah, yeah. So you use it as an investment? Okay. Yeah. Um, not necessarily an investment, just to give back to the people. No, to give back to the peasants out money. there who haven't got all this money. Gordo once said to me, and this was a big influence on me, Gordo once said to me, if you want to change the world, create business. And I kind of thought, that's it. Because I always used to think, you know, if you want to change the world, be the best version of yourself, and which I think is still true. But then when you create business, you can then influence the world in big ways if you do it successfully. So. Okay. But no, when, when you said this question, I interpreted it as you've given me 100000 to try to be as fast as I possibly can. Ah, so that's how you think. That's I didn't I say that at all. I, I said what well, you can do whatever you want to do. Well, the issue is um, what I would love to have to crack at going as fast <laughs> as I could. Yeah, and and basically that's just buying my time. <clears throat> but the problem I've got with my business, if I then shut down the business, it's not like I can just snap my fingers and restart it again no. in 12 months' time. But let's just say I could. Um, so taking time off work would be Basically just buying, buying my time. Um, I'd set up some training camps or uh, that, that bit like what Gordo said around Epic Camp, you know, and like what I did last year with the little camp I did here that would benefit me and get some other people out training as well so basically just be a year of of training and uh setting up some camps and also then making sure that the family is adequately compensated for that so (laughs) but i'd still look after them so that would be my plan basically buying time for training it would take me at least a year to get if you could go a year as fast as you could like you know absolutely smack it what would you do in Ironman I'd need two years I reckon Uh, if you gave me two years and say I went to Rote had a good day I reckon I'd go close to 8.30ish on Rote not you should just do that man yeah you you just give me 200 grand and I'll do it (laughs) okay I'll just go to the bank right now yeah Um, what would you do well first of all two million dollars I've got a pretty good life I wouldn't change a lot Mm. I'd probably just pull back on a few things a little bit Mm. but I've got a great life I can't complain at all about my life Um, probably invest a little bit more in my running business which actually I'm going to make the new discussion of the week I don't know what you had oh no you're not no you can't overrule this week you can do it next week oh really yeah well I I, I might add it because I need some help I need some help Look, I'll tell you about it this in a minute. One, this week's is topical. Okay, good. Okay, we will talk about it because you, recently you've been a bit poor on them, but yeah. that's okay. 100000 I, I would be spending it for travel. 
and experiences. So for me now, as an athlete, I don't care about being the fast guy anymore. You know, I don't really. That's not really my buzz. You know, I still want to train hard and beat myself up and, and get the mental buzz of exercise. But for me, it, you know, and I've, and I've pretty much got most of the gear I need. I don't need a lot more. I'm not really that keen on buying time. So, but uh, yeah. So for me, it's more just about life experiences to go to races that are really beautiful or different and maybe a little bit challenging. I suppose you would need a little bit more time to do that because I've kind of since I haven't been doing Ironman man so much, I don't commit so much time to training, so I'd have to pull back a little bit there. But yeah, it'd be some really amazing races. You go do that hits Corpus Christi and go do that swim with the crowd all around you. Yeah, that'd be cool. <laughs> I don't know what, like I'd love to do, like for me, it would be about the real crazy races and beautiful locations. So I, don't, I wouldn't necessarily worry about going to a fast race anymore because I'm not really trying to chase the time, but you know, there's the, plenty the, of cool locations yeah, these days. Yeah, and so, and maybe even just do some different races, some exterior. Or, you know, maybe some adventure racing or something like that, just to, you know, explore, you know, get, get life experiences that you'll never forget. So that would be my buzz. Okay, what, what's your discussion, John? So it's, it's two, two pronged discussion. Two prong. Um, so Three prong because I'm adding a prong. Based off the WTC buyout this week of USM Sports. So yep. if you had a local event that was bought by WTC, would you be happy or not? So we're talking a, an existing event that's already running. And um, also, in addition to that, are you generally excited about the expansion plans of 5150 and 70.3 sort of around the world because it sort of seems like they want to um, really go for broke and be the premier you know triathlon brand across all distances around the world and is that a good thing for for the sport or is it good to okay so first of all competition? If, would you mind WTC buying out a local race and second of all are you excited the direction they're going with is in trying to make you know their brand bigger than just Iron Man and really making seventy point three and, and fifty one fifty a family of products that's really strong. Yes. And then the third tier, John. No, no, because I actually need your help this week because I've got my running businesses and they're going extremely well. I got I got four businesses I have, <coughs> all under the same umbrella. They're called Get Up to Five, Club Ten K, Race Team, and Saturday Runners. And and they're basically three of them are team package trainings that you know get people to, to achieve distant distances. And then said their runners is obviously just a running crew, but and they're going really, really well, and it's really exciting. But we need an umbrella name. We need a name for the whole thing. You know that you know get up to five brought to you by, you know the iPod brought to you by Apple, the you know iPad brought to you by Apple, you know like race team brought to you by, and we've, we've thought of hundreds of different names, and um, but we we haven't really found that gold one that we really want to sit with, and we we need to make that decision really soon. So I thought, well, I'll get you guys to help out. So just as a quick note, our, our business is really based on developing community having fun and challenging people to grow so if you are thinking around what we're doing with our community if you think of a name something around running that represents community growth and fun chuck it on the discussion of the week this week as well and if you win if, I, if we end up naming our business I'll give you an IM talk juicy there you go yeah. there you go there you go right. so it's worth winning it's all yeah. good in the hood anyway um, let's put some music on Jombo yes or do you want to do a sponsor no music oh it's a high five don't need music don't need any music I am the music yes get ready one two three four high five okay brought to you by SLS try use the code IMTALK for 25% off at slstry.com you didn't really do or this compression gear you didn't really do this well John did you why not well who should have this really been sponsoring this segment well, it should be Active Chiropractic, Rob No, Green. no. Um, Coffees of Hawaii. <laughs> good point. Good point. Didn't think that one through. high five on caffeine. Good point. And you can get all the caffeine you need for coffeesofhawaii.com. Good point. So maybe, maybe, maybe with this high five is brought to you by, S- I mean, Coffees of Hawaii, we'll say, talk about SOS later on. Okay. Yeah. Just saying, just saying. 
So caffeine, we, um, it's been discussed before, and, and Rob um, from Active Chiropractic, he's in Richmond, Virginia. If you need some chiropractic work, go check out Active Jeez, Chiro, I've never had it once, but they're gold, aren't they? Yeah, gold. Have, right. have you had chiropractic Yeah, I've had chiropractic work. Oh, it's a real bad back. Went in once, click, click, click. Bob's your uncle, sweet as. There you go. Go check out Rob. He looks after all the athletes in the area. Um, so he, we, we, we mentioned caffeine a while ago, and Rob had a... Uh, a, a study that had been done on caffeine and uh, it was one of those ones that's pages long and I'd, I'd love to have read it in detail but I just <laughs> couldn't be bothered <laughs> not that I couldn't be bothered I just didn't have, it, was still sitting, really? it was still sitting in my inbox and I hadn't read it and I said thanks for sending this through I will read it and he said oh hold on I'll give you a little high five on, on summarising what the study sort of said so caffeine high five number one suggested benefits include an in, increase in the oxidation of fatty acids using more fat as fuel decrease in um, RPE rate of perceived effort facilitates motor neuron recruitment best, better muscle firing improves endurance and increases alertness Okay, so he's got the, the half-life of caffeine is around three to six hours. That means that half of it will be out of your system within that time. The optimal blood plasma concentration is around an hour of ingestion. So if you, I suppose if you're trying to get the most out of caffeine, mm-hmm. you want it to be hitting in about an hour from now. So let's say you've got a big thing where you need to be perked up or you're trying to use it in some race-type performance, you are thinking an hour down the road. Um, the recommended, do- recommended dosage from the literature is 3 to 6 milligrams of caffeine per kg of body weight. Adverse effects typically start at 9 milligrams per kg and greater. Um, caffeine is a diuretic but shows no evidence of inducing chronic dehydration. It is the key to maintain hop- proper hydration with the understanding that caffeine will cause you to acutely lose some water so adjust your overall hydration accordingly. Now that may be interesting eh? you know like I imagine a few people there could be some of the problems why they have upset stomachs when they start doing an Ironman racing Uh, Caffeine is a drug so it can be a benefit for athletic performance but the effects will vary from person to person so use it with caution are effective for some people while it may not work for others. As with all things, practice before using it during a race. Take home is if you want to try caffeine as a performance enhancer, consume three to six milligrams of caffeine per kg of body weight one hour before activity. Okay. Thank you very much to Rob from activechiropractic.com for helping out with that. If you need your back clicked, you know where to go if you're in the Richmond, Virginia area. Well, John, we just had this whole great piece and we lost it. We did. Damn it. Happens. So, um, so let's, let's, let's have a look at how we can make this effective. So if you are going to use caffeine, what kind of dosages should we be using you know, as an athlete in an Ironman race? So this study suggests that you should be taking 3 to 6 milligrams of caffeine per kg of body weight. Um, the information I sort of have on file that, that I've been used in the past actually suggests a bit less than that, sort of more on the 1 to 3 milligrams per kg of body weight. So I just probably veer slightly on the side of caution when you're you're trialing this you know six milligrams does sound like it potentially might be a little bit too much nine certainly is so i'd probably be suggesting you know more in the three milligrams uh, range might be good so what that means for a 70 kg athlete like myself around about that range is you're looking at between 70 and 210 milligrams of caffeine um, to do it on the safe side obviously you can go nut bar and take quite a bit more than that but you just got to be ready for, for some what's, what's the adverse effect of taking too much? Um, let's, well, you can go read the study. I'll pass it on. Oh, oh okay. okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, I'll do that. Yeah, there's a diuretic, so you'd, yeah. uh, I think that would probably be... Well, I think one of the other things as well is, is like all things in, in 
sport really is you don't try the stuff on the day you need to figure out mm. what level your body can handle where where is the optimum place you know you might find that okay well 150 milligrams is actually perfect for you to get the benefit of doing that so something you need to think about so where, where, where are they going to get it from john so your sources you can obviously uh just take coffee you know just have a um i don't remember john hellman's always used to say he'd have um a really big strong cup of coffee um so an instant coffee is going to give you a, a average of 60 milligrams um brewed coffee 80 espresso um around about 107 um tea gives you 27 um a red bull energy drink gives you 80 so that gives you you know the same as a as a good cup of coffee um then you've got obviously your no-dos and Bevan told us his no-dos story before but it's gone now so it's, oh, it's such it's a good story too it's probably the best story ever on the show John Bevan had a lot of no-dos one day when yeah. he was drunk mm-hmm. and, uh, pick it. <laughs> didn't go down well and so no-dos has um, 100 milligrams and then in terms of taking things during the event you know a, um, I looked at a high five gel which had uh uh, the Energy Plus ones, and they've got 30 milligrams of caffeine. So what's important about this study is um, is really they were looking at the, the pre-event loading, and, and there's obviously definite benefits to doing that. There is a few negatives, but definite benefits, and this has been fairly well documented in quite a few studies. And what, do you think it would an Ironman? Do you think like if you go, okay, well, like ITU, short course, you, you're on from the start, Whereas Ironman, it's a slow burn, and yep. you kind of want, it's actually maybe you're not better off but not to have it at the start and to wait for later on in the race so that you get that effect of caffeine hidden later on. Well, it talks here about the half-life, so I think the thing is, is you take it up to that level, and you're going to lose some of it, obviously, during the swim, and then it's a case of sort of topping it up as you go through the event. So okay. I think providing you, you, you top it up during the event, you'll still get the, the stimulus from it, so taking it. During the bike leg, you certainly, well, I don't think you'd want to be taking caffeinated gels all the way through because you're looking to this to give you a little bit of little bit of a kick, but you, I'd be suggesting that you do look at some form of caffeine supplementation during the ride, either um, kind of late tablet the form, ride. yeah, typically it's been done late in the ride, um, uh, so either tablet form or there's gels or there's uh, Red Bulls or whatever. So or when you can run often sugary. Coke as well, you sugary kind of. Definitely. Coke is gold on the oh, line. So is. But I did just read somewhere. Um, remember when you, I'm in UK that you had Diet Coke? Yeah, 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 that yeah, was good. good. Yeah. But I remember, so, uh, I think sort of Ferris saying about seventy point three in Sri Lanka at the weekend. They didn't have Coke; they had some local vorm, form of cola. Yeah, and it just said it was vile. <laughs> but you've got to drink it. Stuff. Eh? Yeah. So, well, I, well, I did give another fact. Was my fact still there? Oh, my fact's gone as well, John. This is just been the coffee house first coffee yeah, okay, house in the Europe. First, first coffee house in Europe was opened. Well, it's not the same really because I can't get the date right. Well, you talk about coffees of Hawaii, and I'll give you my fact. Coffees of Hawaii, they also, uh, we, we talked about SLS last week, sort of, or the week before, giving to uh, the sea, one of the sea charities, and... Uh, sea Shepherd. Sea Shepherd. Yep. And Coffees of Hawaii also, they look after things, uh, 1% of the planet, so they put um, 1% of their profits into into that fund, so it's called 1% for the planet.org, so they're really supporting that. Also support Surfrider, um, which is surfrider.org, it's the... Preeminent advocate for our oceans, waves, and beaches, and they support them. And also Nature's Conservancy, um, which is uh, they also talk about a lot of the stuff they're doing on Molokai and keeping it being a green jewel in the islands. Well, you know, at the end of the day, coffee does work. You know, like it is one of those supplements in life with stimulants in life that actually, geez, the whole world's addicted to, really, isn't it? You know? And it's probably the most on. Oh, no, would alcohol be more? Coffee would be more than alcohol, wouldn't it? I'd say coffee would be more. 
it's probably is the most used stimulant in the world. Oh. It probably is. Like, well, what would be more? Like, you could alcohol. say sugar, but, but sugar's more of a food. Mm. But, yeah, yeah, it probably is, isn't it? Like, alcohol's a big one. Mm. But, yeah, but anyway, so, and a lot of people use it to effectively, not just as an athlete, but as in daytime stuff. And so, if you're going to get coffee, you must get the best coffee in the world, John. There you go. There you go. See what I'm doing here? And Coffees of Hawaii is that coffee. And they've got a great selection of coffee, flavoured coffees, or just, you know, if you like that real hardcore coffee. And, and if you go to their site, you can check out their site, and you can see all different flavours and find the ones that like for you. Or you can try one of these kind of tester tins that they have so you can get a bit of variety. And over time, you can learn which ones you love the most. So, Coffees of Hawaii, John, my last coffee fact. The first coffee house in Europe opened in Venice in 1683. While coffee was available in Europe as early as 1608, but only for the rich people. There you go. Yes, those richies, those one percenters. One percenters. Yeah. Hit me with some music, Bevan. Okay. Hit me with your best shot. Okay, here we go. Okay, this so one's brought to you by SLS Try. Okay, what you now? SLS Try dot com. Use the code I am talk for twenty five percent discount off any compression gear. Okay, so website of the week is proudly brought to you by James the Wise One Botel, and he's saying, "Here's a suggestion for all the listeners who have a computer trainer and want to make that next level with focused FTP training based on real world courses." So you go to ergvideo.com and it's an application. Um, and video content. The application controls the power level of your CompuTrainer or Valtron as you ride, synchronised with actual video content and efforts shown by the riders in the races uh, and the training sessions. Essentially, it replaces CompuTrainer's RacerMate application while providing power-targeted training. The key difference here is that um, rather than just simulate um, a course profile, the power profile... You, the user will experience will represent the actual power profile of the road rider shown in the video, but configure it to the user's own unique functional threshold power. Oh, so what, do you type it in or something, do you? Yeah, so the, the, then CompuTrainer automatically adjusts the load so that the rider execute the same workout as at the same time watching the same video display. This style's FTP power training advice is often, so often given by Gorda, Hunter, Allen, etc. Each rider receives exactly the same training benefit relative to their own FTP given the course selected. As a simple example, an effort of 110% FTP for two minutes feels exactly as difficult as the same training benefit for the rider with a 200 watt FTP to another rider with a 250 watt FTP, even though the first rider was forced to ride at 220 and the second at 275. Each was 110% of their FTP. So it's basically making effort consistent. Mm. Uh, video is presented in real time speed regardless of your own speed. Remember what matters are power levels and your time spent at those power levels. Distance and speed on a stationary trainer, trainer are irrelevant to your physical training benefits. Um, so um, he was saying they are downside is they're not particularly cheap but you probably only need a few to get you well, through the winter. So if um, you go to the website, where do you find them? Um, I haven't got that right in front of me at uh-huh. the moment, but they've got um, Tour de France climbs, um, they've got uh, Ironman courses, courses, Lake Placid, Muskoka, etc. They've got intervals, they've got various different things. So I had a quick look at it the other day, and I think the key thing is, as he said, is 
it is relative to your FTP because I was speaking to um, somebody yesterday and she went to a CompuTrainer uh, sort of class and there's a few of them on there and she sort of got dropped on like the first climb because she was uh, obviously weaker than the others. Yep. So technically you're riding along, not moving, but she still get dropped. Yep. So that, what, this is why this is, seems to work really well, not that I've tried it, but everyone's working to their own ability. Yeah, so it's it's kind of a, it's kind of like a handicap in golf, really, isn't it? Yeah, you know, you can play golf with Tiger Woods and actually beat him in theory because you're his handicaps. Well, he's a pro, so he doesn't have a handicap, whereas you do, which keeps it good even. Good analogy, Bevan. You like that? Taking it down, the, <laughs> so people understand. So it's good. Um, we're having technical difficulties today, so if we're all over the place, it's uh, we're yeah, having technical difficulties. Yeah. Keep keep uh, things keep. Well, I'd say they need to open up on their website because it doesn't seem to have a place where you can buy it. Um, so the galleries. It just takes uh, when, to I, when I went to that page, it just you just add to cart. But anyway, it's not um, apparently it's not particularly um, cheap, you know, in terms of buying lots and lots and lots of these things. But uh, yeah, I like the look of it. If you've got a comp trainer, check it out. Have you, have, have you actually used a comp trainer? No, no, neither. But lots of people love them, don't they? Yeah, well, they're not cheap, but they're they're good. What, what, what are you paying for comp trainer? I'm just going to take a stab in the dark, but I think a couple of grand. Yeah. yeah, if if I lived somewhere... Oh, if you had to do indoor like training, that, oh, it'd be a way Where we going. live in Christchurch, you can train all year round, so the need for one is a lot less. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I'm getting frustrated by the website. They need to sharpen. The website week wasn't a very good website. Right. Great idea. Crap website. Sharpen up, team. <laughs> anyway, um, okay, then... And uh, hold on. So oh. we've got to... Because you, you, we, we, we're running off track here because Bevan vetoed my coffee, which was, in, which was fair enough. That, well, well, that wasn't my fault, John. Yes. So let's try. One thing you wouldn't have tried, Bevan, and I haven't actually tried them out yet. I put them on, but I haven't actually tried them on. It's quad sleeves. Wait a second. Quad sleeves? Yeah. So, so like know, an arm warmer, but for your quads? Yes. Oh. So they're... You know, say you, you want to go running and you want to look after your quads, um, but you don't want to wear like a full tight, this is your solution. Yep. Or you don't want to wear a pair of sort of bike shorts. Um, so good for racing, good for long runs as well if you want to wear, wear a pair of running shorts, because I don't particularly like running in bike shorts, you know, try shorts for, for long runs. So this is Not a good option shorts. To, to look after your quads. Uh, made with far, um, with far infrared ceramic fibres, which convert body heat to to raise that ionise and activate water molecules in cells and blood. They're seamless, great for training, track or long runs. Chris McDonald uses them when he's racing. Um, free shipping in the US, designed by medical professionals and... Antibacterial. Yes. So, John, now one thing is, like I pulled my car last night teaching. Yes. But it was my own fault because I, I probably should have worn some of these for my class because mm-hmm. on the weekend I taught, I had to teach lots of classes in a row and I got really bad cramp in my classes. Mm-hmm. Again, my own fault because I didn't eat breakfast. But <laughs> <laughs> three clusters in a row, I was kind of sudden a struggle and, and I cramped really bad. And I knew my calves were pretty tight last night going into my class. And, and I pulled my calf about halfway through the class just because I'm basically so fatigued. And times like that, that's where these kind of products are great, isn't it? Well, that, that's the thing. Yeah, I've, I've consistently had messages from guys who've had Achilles, calf problems, um, that just wearing compression socks really helps them through. So these are quad sleeves, so they're not necessarily yeah, going to yeah. help your, your calves. But, yeah, the socks side of things, if you can get over the geek factor, you look like a bit of a dork. Yep. These days, so many people wear them, you don't actually feel like such a dork. No, um, it's actually a bit of a fashion statement there, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. So get onto it, slstry.com, use the code IMTALK, and you get 25% 25%? off. 25%? You're stupid not to. Yes. You're saving money by spending money, John. That's right. Okay, then, now what do you want to talk about? 
Questions and answers. Carl Reed sent through one. I just want to say uh, it was great listening to your podcast for the first time on the weekend and to hear that I was the age grouper of the week. Very cool. Friends of mine were listening to the show and all downloaded them and got a huge surprise when you mentioned my name and the result for Challenge Wanaka. Myself, my coach, and training buddies listened to the podcast again on the weekend and all thought you guys do a great job. Thank you very much, Carl. A question or favour, I suppose, is to ask of you guys and no doubt this will get the time from athletes do you guys have the chance to help out athletes wanting to turn pro so basically he was kind of in a place where he's, he's obviously done real well at Challenger Wanaka yep. and he's kind of a young guy kind of going okay well I want to be a pro but don't can, really know the steps. can we help out yeah do we have any advice we'd love to but we can't really help no we can't, we can't be your mother helping but, out but um, we can give you some tips uh you said some advice for which may help achieve these um, these goals, and and I've said this before. You've got to firstly treat yourself as a business and a, and a brand. You know that's the only way you're going to get any money out of anybody. We you know we can got you know, training. You know that's a different 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 topic in terms of having, learning how to train like a pro. But the only way you're going to make it in, in an Ironman sense if you're not a Craig Alexander or a Chris McDonald and get these massive. Uh, prize purses and endorsements then you've got to treat yourself as a pro and think a little bit outside mm. what you know just training and thinking right i'm going to go and do really well in races you've got to treat yourself as a business and look at what income streams you can get in and and with that i'd really say look at races where you can make money um as well as races obviously where you can get some profile so it might be beneficial for you to race at a local race not so much prize money but that might really help your profile in terms of um, exposing yourself and if you have got any sponsors exposing them in that sort of setting but and, and, and to be honest wins look good and in local races you can tend to win if you're if you're you know looking yep. at being a pro you're a pretty good athlete and so you can win and if you go to a local business person they don't know that the one the race you won was a bit of a nothing race you know like at the end of the day it is how can you get money out of people yep. and if you've got a few wins on your kind of you know your backlog of races it does help market yourself more to the people you're trying to get sponsorship or money from totally don't um i think this is a key thing that a lot of the young guys often fall into is they expect they, they, they think they're going to get help and people just want to should help them out because they're doing quite well they should get help from either their national federation or they should get help from their from their club or from business just because they're doing well you've got as you've got to package yourself up as a business and look at it from a win-win situation so rather than thinking um what you know? I, I need some. I need this, this, and this from you. You got to be thinking. Well, what can I do for you in order for you to, to get some? To, for you to give me this. This is what I can do for you, and this is the payback you're going to get. Um, I think Gordo's always been a really good example of someone who who um, looks at all aspects of their, their, their themselves as an athlete in terms of the training. Obviously, most pro athletes, everybody thinks, oh, this guy trains so hard. Most pro athletes train incredibly hard. Yep. Um, and that's only part of the equation where I think a lot of athletes let themselves down is looking at their recovery, nutrition and sleep and if you can really nail those things really well and be, have that single minded focus um, that's going to help you massively um, Carl also goes on to say that he, you know, when he won his age group in Wanaka that got him a free entry into Challenge Rote and he's looking at going and doing Rote and uh, my, question, my question to put to you there is Rote is a fantastic race, fast race. Expensive yeah. to get there. Yeah, you've got a free entry, but why would you go and do Rote? Um, and I'm not taking anything away from Rote, it's a great race. But As, a, hard, as an up-and-coming pro. As an up-and-coming pro, a hard place to earn money. 
good strong field. You're going to have some top tier guys there at the front, and then you got a lot of depth. So I went eight fifty one there. I didn't have a great day, but I was like twenty fifth. I mean, it wasn't even close to getting prize money. Yeah. Um, so and you you'd actually put your mortgage on it, didn't you? Yeah. yeah. So I was, I was, <laughs> it was a disaster when I came home. But you know, I'd say why not look at going doing something like Challenge Copenhagen or um, or a different Ironman race where you've got a good crack at getting some decent money. Um, but at Roach, you are going to get a fast time. Um, he also said he's sort of in the process of updating his CV and, and all that sort of stuff, and I'd really just keep coming back as, obviously, you've got to look at your results and really put them to the forefront, but whenever you're putting together a CV or a proposal for a sponsor is what can you do for them? You know, Can you go in there and do talks for them um, to their business people? Can you take them out for a few training sessions? Can you take their business out for a a weekend training camp you know so it only takes a weekend out of your time but always thinking what can you do for for them rather than what they can do for you and uh so it's not an easy path ahead carl and i would say you certainly need to keep some part-time work going um but there's lots of different ways you can set yourself up well i think one other thing that i always did which worked quite well was um you know you are trying to build a public profile but you've got to start with the people you know. You know what I mean? Like at your stage, what connections do you already have? And then you want to be developing that network further and further. And it can, you know, so you have a bigger reach of people that you can maybe hope to. Because at the end of the day, you know, for most athletes, getting gear is not that much of a hard thing. You know, no. you'll often get a bike shop who, your local bike shop who you might have to get like some cash deals. Or you can say, look, you can use me for, I can write a piece for your newsletter and maybe you can get me some stuff at cost. Or eventually, if you get real results, you know, you might be able to get a free bike and stuff, but really, at the end of the day, you need money. And if we look back to John's early on discussion, early on in the show, talking about how if he were to win that money, he would buy time. And really, it's the problem for a young pro athlete is they need the time. And so you kind of think, okay, well, first of all, where do you start? Okay, well, family first. Mm. You know, are your family willing to support you towards this goal? And, and, and if so, in what way can you do that? So you might go to your family, okay, well, look, I'm doing all right at the sport, and I want to kind of give it a, a couple of years to give it my best. You know, maybe you have to live at home with your parents while you do that. You know, are your parents willing to support you there? Or do you have someone, a relative who's got a lot of money who's willing to support you, which means a step back in lifestyle for you, but in that original stage where you're just trying to get ahead and you can't afford, you know, rent's a lot of money, Mm. food's a lot of money, but your family might be willing to support you in that way. And then you look to the, you know to the next influences. Do you have someone who you know who's who's really wealthy and wouldn't mind dropping a few thousand dollars? Like Del Campo, Brendan Del Campo had someone who pretty much funded him as an athlete, and that was when he was an up and comer. Didn't really hadn't, hadn't had any results at that stage, but this guy was a very wealthy person. Didn't mind flicking Brendan some money and actually helped him you know that way and helped Brendan develop himself in that way. And I know myself that was my approach. You know, I wasn't really ever going to make a huge amount of money from the sport, but. You know, I was really good at connecting with people, business people, and and you know, for them to drop four or five thousand dollars on me was absolutely nothing because these guys had a lot of money, and and but you know, I, I kept the lines of communication with them really strong, and you know, made them feel a part of the experience that I was going mm. through, and you know, they would talk about living through me, you know, and and uh, it's kind of those are some of the ways that you can look to get money and then you know if results start to come in then you can look to expand that network more but you always are trying to expand that network and seeing how you can make that work it's so much easier these days with social networking with blogs and stuff to create yourself a little package and and as Bevan said help them live through your experience you know whether you post a little piece weekly on there about how the week's gone and and uh and try to keep it interesting to the masses rather than just to to try geeky um yes it's it's not particularly hard to create a bit of profile 
even if they're not at the front of races. And I think you've also got to do that whole budgeting thing. Okay, well, if I'm going to try to be a pro, okay, well, how can I live as cheaply as possible? Okay, first of all, I can go back home with mum and dad. I know it's going to suck, but that's the sacrifice you've got to make. Okay, then how much money do I need to earn? Okay, well, if I'm living at home with my parents and they're willing to support me in this goal, then I could probably live off 200 bucks a week, you know, and I know that's hard, but if I can get all my training gear for free, maybe get some supplement sponsorship and stuff like that, okay, well then, how many hours a week, how can I get a job, you know, for 10 hours a week that gives me 200 bucks a week, okay, well then I can work, you know, and you start from that place because you're not going to start from a place where you're earning 100 grand a year. Mm. It's not going to happen, and even then, it's probably three, four years down the track. Like someone like Chris McDonald, he kind of just sold his business, and for the first few years, sold his business, lived off that, but then, you know, got to the point where now he probably makes a really, I don't know, situation, but I think he's probably doing pretty well out of the sport. And, but he had to do that sacrifice period first. And for, you know, for guys who have come through the system from a young age, they're in a different situation because they're probably a little bit stronger. But for someone like yourself, who looks more like the Chris McDonald model, you need something that's going to get you through that first stage. That Then you start getting results, which can then open doors to more money. So, And yeah. these days there are, you know, you've got different series that you could have, potentially align yourself to you know I, I don't know yeah you think you've got the whole challenge series you could always approach the challenge guys say right i'm going to do xxx race and can you can you help me out potentially with that and you'd be some sort of ambassador for them likewise or you could commit to the ironman series you pay 750 bucks us and you can enter any 5150 70.3 ironman race anywhere in the world Likewise, in the States, you've got the Rev 3 series. So there's a few different angles there where you can sort of commit to series. And whilst you're not a top-tier pro, you might be able to help them out promoting their races in some way. So, again, lots of different ways you can look at it. Yeah, and as John was saying, cherry prick. Cherry pick your races, man. Go for the go where the money is, honey. And where the money's going to be um, in a couple of weeks' time, and this is going to be for the, the really fast dudes, is Abu Dhabi. And uh, what we love about Athlinks uh, is... If you go onto Athlinks profile and you add events to your calendars, then you get to, we get to see who from Athlinks is racing. You put in your your goal times, and it also has the RPI score, which sort of predicts where you're going to finish within your age group, and you can try to prove it right or wrong. If you don't like what prediction it gives you, then you go, I'm going to smash it. And if you do, then uh, then you've got to make sure you live up to it. So. In Abu Dhabi coming up, we've got a few age groupers racing there. Nick Baldwin, he's racing there from um, Winchester in Great Britain. I used to go drive through Winchester. It used to be on my little my little sales route. Good um, Sharon Decker, she's from Abu Dhabi. She's going to be racing just up the road. Nice. Matthew Sherlock from Warronga in New South Wales in Australia. But Eric Decker from, uh, from Abu Dhabi as well. Nice. And Stephen Sherlock from... He's also from Rwanda, and he'd probably be... Oh, Stephanie. Stephanie and Matthew. There we go. <laughs> Not Stephen. Steve, Matthew's got a good four years on Stephanie. Nice work. Well, one other thing, if you're on Athlinks and, and you've got a little bit of a local club, you can actually go and add your club to Athlinks, yes. and it's a way of your whole club connecting around... You know, like you're sure you can do the Facebook thing, but actually what you can do on Athlinks is add all the results of what the club's doing, and so it kind of gives a bit more in-depth analogy of what's been happening in your club and what your club's been doing and so you know for example you've got people here from uh, um, the freewheelers of Spartanburg which I don't know where that is but you know so you can actually create teams and then you can actually then have followers to your club on Athlinks so it's just another way to kind of get more people in your areas groups those results together that's key thing with that is it groups results together so you can say right I'm in New Zealand people in the Auckland Triathlon Club these are their results, mm. and it's awesome for comparison. So check it out, athlinks.com.
Yeah, and as you're looking through the results, you can see the people from the clubs, can't you? I just tried to wrap it there, Bevan. Oh, sorry. <laughs> you just wrapped me up. Wrapped you up. Sponsors are, John? Well, you see, because we've, we've all gone off course here, Bevan, um, we're okay, actually. I was about to say we've, we've gone off course, but we've done... No, no, because I, I, no, well, I knew no, what I was saying. In the back of my mind, thank you. Congratulations. No, no, thank we you. haven't... We've Sponsors? Athlinks.com. Get your club involved. Coffees of Hawaii. Yeah, because caffeine's good. And extreme endurance. Go to Expo. Even if you're not in the UK, fly there. Oh, nice. I have to ring Sports Med. Okay, well, we're just about done. No, I'm going to have to pause. Okay. I have to ring, this is really important. Okay, back in a second. John, you know it's not a good thing when you know your, your physio slash doctor's number off by heart. Yes, <laughs> yeah. I, I rang the number off by heart. I thought, wow, that's, that's not a good sign, is it? You know what's really funny, John? Oh, well, I'm, I'm up for a good laugh. It's, it was not really that funny. But, you know, I'm nearly 35. <laughs> <laughs> that was good. I'm nearly, I'm nearly I'm 35 in August. Not nearly, still a little bit off. How old are you? I'm 36 this year. I'm, I'm currently 35. But I find it really fascinating. You know, like every year, I've been doing exercise to an extreme level since pretty much I've been 20. So for the last 14 years, I've pushed my body pretty hard. And every year, I get a period of injury. You get, you know, like a month or two where you just go through it. And, and you know, it's just a part of the deal. Now that I'm getting into my mid t- mid 30s, when I get injured, people start telling me, oh, it's because you get old. Yeah. It's not because I get old, I just get injured. Like, I find it funny how people instantly assume age is the problem. Mm. Like, I push my body hard every day, so you've got to get injured sometimes, you know? Like, Age. It's true. Uh, you, don't don't believe it, team. Don't believe the lies. I read a really stay, interesting study actually young. a while ago, and they took these old dudes um, in an old people's home, and they were talking. The, the idea was that basically, once you go to an old people's home, it's kind of conditioning you to die. Mm. And it's not no, not saying because we know you get old, you're going to die. It's also actually speeds up the age, the process of dying, because they kind of take away all the things that give you the reason to live. And so in this. Um, in this old people's home, they created an environment where they made them live like they were when they were 25. So they had TV programs on that were on in their time. They made them wear the clothes that they wore at this time. They, everything about the place was done so that it made them feel this young. You know, obviously you think they'd give them a bit of an energy boost, but it started to bring their eyesight back, built their hearing back. It was fascinating because it made them live again. Yeah. And, you know, and it's just really, it was kind of a real good example of how we get conditioned to be these certain things. And, you know, the injury, the, you know, I get injured, I must be getting an old thing, is, you know, I'm only in the 34. I've got plenty of life. Plenty of life in My body's got plenty of regeneration in it. Like, it's not a problem at all. And it's just fascinating how instantly people go to, you're getting old, you know? Yeah. So anyway, that's my rant. We're not getting old. It wasn't that funny, but interesting. <laughs> <laughs> so, John, what's your goss? Um, well, last night, last week, you said I needed to, to have an event, so I've entered a 10K race for next week. Oh, next, 10K. Tuesday. It's going to be ugly. The 5K's are ugly, because it's, but you go, you know what, I can handle 16 minutes of pain. Mm. 10K's, you're a mega death city. And it's got four little hills in it as well. It's over the halls or downs. What is it, next back. Tuesday? Next Tuesday night. Mm-hmm. It's not going to be what pretty. What put that on? Well, I just need to do something to get me my A into G. Oh, I've, you've, I've, you've, I've gone, you've gone foot down, haven't you? I have. Had a good week of running. Reasonably good week of running. So yeah, one good week of running is into a ten k. This, this, this is what lulled me into my false sense of security going into to Wanaka. I thought I've had, I basically run really consistently for nearly, nearly four weeks prior to Wanaka. Most days, and I was thinking, right, so that's, good for, that's good for a marathon. 
So, I'm forgetting. So, so, so basically, one week you do 10k, four yep. weeks you do a marathon. Exactly. It's a new three year, three new John Newsom trademark plan. <laughs> the one week plan, yeah. So, it's not going to be pretty. It's but probably not good for your business, but you want to go back to three years. Yeah, no, it's, uh, it's not going to be pretty, but it's going to motivate me to get back in the swing of things. What do you reckon you'll pop a 10k ahead right oh, now? Like, it's not a tricky, it's a bit of a tricky course. You have uh, the horse all down, so you've got four is little it laps, is it? It's out and back, so you've got four hills in there. Where they do 10k and out back there? Well, you just, you just start in the quarry and you run over the two little hills and then you go along the street about the new turn right and go up that little valley and turn uh, around. You need to be close to Mike. And, uh, I don't know. <laughs> I'm not going to be breaking 35, I can tell you that right now. You know what, John? You're getting old. Yeah, getting old. <laughs> I need to go and get in my house and I need to have some beers That's around fine. and a few little cigarettes. I'm going to wipe your bum for you. <laughs> I'll be feeling like I'm two again. Um... Outside of that, I did have a fairly interesting experience on Sunday. Mm, back it up. Here we so, go. So, had a good week. Yeah, I ran um, ran long on th- Wednesday morning, did about 90 minutes or so. Oh, that's Th- pretty solid. Thursday, went out with my, my, my guys and did about an hour with some speed work there. Friday, did a bit of a run. Saturday, had the day off. Sunday, just ran to the in-laws place on the other side of town. And it's How about, far? No, it's like 10, 11 k's. Okay, so like preparation that. for your race? Preparation for the race. I was running along, and I, was, I thought, I'm feeling pretty good here. And um, the closer I got to their place, I just started running faster and faster and faster. And my legs just didn't feel like any effort. Like, I was running, like, quicker than 5K pace, probably. And I just felt, this is nothing. I'm just running. I've only ever had that experience a few times in my life. It was bizarre, considering how unfit I am. You just felt gold. Yeah, I was just running on the street. And I was just literally going, oh, I'll just go faster. And I you just don't did. use music, but do you? No. You never Have you ever trained with music? No, like you, you never tried it. Not on the. I have it a little bit on the bike, but not on the. Not on running. Because I find that music can take me there. Mm. Like so, for example, I I went for a run last weekend, and I did um five minute warm up, ten minute warm up, and then I just did one song on, one song off. So I went hard for. I, I've got that Florence Rest the Machine album. Which you probably went, break it up, break it up. No, no. Well, <laughs> don't go there. It's a it's a pretty epic kind of album, and and she's got one song called um, Breaking Down, which I absolutely love running to, and so I basically ran fast that song, and then Cake, which is another who Albert like Cake as well, and they they got a new album, or they bought an album about six months ago, so I got that last weekend. So I do a Cake song, and then this Florence First the Machine album song. Mate, when that song was on, and I'm not run fit, like I haven't been running much, but I was just flying because I just the music, the emotion of the music took me there, mm. and I find music can be really effective in taking me there, but. Just have an issue with music. Why? No, you can't use it in races unless you're going to do a challenge race. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, if, I don't know. I, I totally agree. I understand that the can concept. help you take take you to that next level, but uh, it doesn't do it for me. It's something about the rhythm, and, and uh, it's something about the emotion of it that works for me. Like if I'm like the song that I'm, I'm talking about. There's something about the, when you're in it and, and you're kind of physically pushing yourself so hard, but then the emotion of music kind of takes you to that place. So that is my worries when you. you you're able to do that in training and then you sort of maybe become a little bit reliant on it and then when it comes time in a race to be able to do it and you don't have that stimulus there so then my argument to that Jumbo is surely if you're using music and it's taking you to a place that you couldn't get to by yourself it's making you physically stronger yeah and and race days are always different anyway Mm -hmm. race day always kind of takes you I don't know anyway so um, what's been happening in your world well haven't you got your school camp Oh yeah, we, we had the preschool camp on Friday. How was that night? And so you t- uh, did you take your tent? Took the tent. It was pretty cosy because you had to take like a two man little pup tent, uh. and so it was basically me, Felicity, and Thomas. Oh, yeah, on one, both the kids. one double mattress, uh. and so I didn't really get any sleep because uh. they were wiggling around because they're eczema and stuff. They quite they get a bit scratchy and stuff, and uh, oh, the scratching kids. at night, and I'm like. 
get to sleep and then oh, scratch, scratch, scratch next to me. And uh, so it was, it was fun times, but not a lot of sleep times. John, I think I'm going through puberty. Oh, great. Finally. Yeah, beards. <laughs> got my first pub. Yeah, pubes coming through. <laughs> nice. <laughs> because look at that. Oh, yeah, you got a bit of a pimple. Forehead, Cyclops. <laughs> And last week I got about five pimples as well. Too much chocolate. You say you have a cake of chocolate a day or something? No, not a <laughs> day. I have eight bits of 70% cocoa dark chocolate. Mm. So, and it's really good. Um, the Whitaker stuff. Good dark joke Corona. to play on you. It'd be Joe to start sort of stealing your chocolate. It'd, be, it'd just be. No, because you know what happens, John? So. So I'm like I'm very disciplined with my chocolate. I have four bits twice a day, once at lunchtime, once in nighttime. So we have dinner and then I have a big cup of tea and my chocolate. And I because Joe never had sweets at night, but since we've been living together, she started having a bit of sweet night. But she has yeah. she just has a little bit of chocolate as well, but not my dark chocolate. Have a night. You know, you know, because I have four bits. It's a process, yeah. isn't it? So have a night. We've been watching this TV program called The Wire, which I highly recommend. And we're quite, we we bought the DVD, so we're kind of just finished series three, and we're kind of halfway through. And I had two bits, of, and, I, and I like to suck chocolate. Are you a sucker or a chewer? I mix it up. Uh, I like to suck it because yeah. I want that flavour to last. When you only eat four bits, John, you've got to make it last as long as possible. So I had two bits, and babe, and she goes to me, "Can I have a bit of chocolate?" Oh. Oh. <laughs> and I go, "Yeah, but I'll just go get some more for myself." She goes, "Oh no, no, you don't need more. You go, but you'll be alright." Yeah. I couldn't do right. it. Gonna break your rhythm. I had to get my other bit of chocolate. I need my four yeah. bits. Oh, I just need to go get a drink of water. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, so that's pretty cool. Other than that, John, not much has been happening. Um, I'm off to Hong Kong tomorrow. Nice, good times, Hong Kong. Yep, looking forward to Hong Kong. Um, and looking forward to movies on the plane. Good. That's about it. I'm reading a book right now called Moneyball. Mm-hmm. Which is a movie that Brad Pitt's. Are reading it. a book? Are you reading it or are you listening to it? No, actually, I'm reading it on my Kindle. Okay. Is reading a Kindle what reading? That's reading. Well, am I reading a book or am I reading my Kindle? Am I reading a book on my you Kindle? Tell me. Well, I love the Kindle. Good. Do you know why I love the Kindle? Why? So cheap. Right. Like, Thanks. yeah, and you can get it delivered straight away so you don't have to go to a bookstore. Nice. Seriously, it's the way of the future, team. If you like books, just get rid of them. Get a Kindle. It's the way to go. Anyway, I'm off. Proudly brought to you by Kindle.com. So they didn't get a free one. Not like you. You would have written to Amazon. Exactly. Talk about on the show. Amazon. Do you know who I am? <laughs> anyway, it's pretty much a money ball. It's, uh, the movie's out. It's very fascinating. It's gone about how statistics change baseball. Very interesting. Ayn Rice. I'm a dope. Train hard. Train smart. Kia kaha.